Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Merry Christmas. It is Christmas Day. I can't even believe it. Where did Christmas come from? Oh, I feel like just two seconds ago it was July. Uh, but Merry Christmas. You know, Christmas is, uh, I think, I think a lot of our favorite holidays. Uh, I love it. We have a lot of family traditions. Um, at the Miles household, of course, as God has given us children over the years, I feel like with each child, it's just even more fun. This year, we really struggled to keep the decorations on the tree because my babies were, of course, pulling them off and eating them. And uh, one, one, I think my son had, you know, one those wire things that hold the ornaments on. Uh, I think he got a hold of one of them the other day. You know, we can't wrap presents because they want to play with the presents. But, you know, all of that creates such a joy in our home at Christmas. And um, I hope that you are experiencing that same joy as well. Uh, Man, it is such a blessing to know um, that we get to celebrate the birth of the savior of the world. And, um, you know, as I have had time to reflect, I actually had notes to something else I was going to talk about. Maybe I'll save that. It was definitely a Christmas message. Um, but today I just kind of want to talk to you about something that the Lord's laid on my heart. Um, just very recently, um, you know, we talk about the Christmas story and it is, um, unbelievable. It's, it's beautiful. So many miracles had happened, um, before Jesus was even born. I mean, my goodness, the foretelling of, uh, the birth of God's son, the fact that God would send his son, um, John the Baptist himself was a miracle. Um, you know, and, and so we look at the Christmas story and packaged in this story, it's not just the Holy Spirit's conception of the Christ child in Mary, which is, you know, of course, the star of the show, but there are so many different miracles that go into creating this experience for us. Uh, and I know in my home, just looking around, you know, seeing the trees and the lights and the presents and all that kind of stuff, it just, it, it reminds me of that. Um, but today I want to talk about dreams. You know, we're facing, we're facing a new year here coming up. And in this Christmas story, there were several dreams. um, There were several dreams that that we talk about. But really, I want to focus on Mary. Um, When in our culture, in our Christian culture today, let's just leave. Let's just leave the secular world out of it. Let's just leave them out because I'm talking to you, Christian. If you're listening to 100.7, I want I. Our dreams have sort of been secularized, if I can just be blunt. 
Um, we talk about dreams a lot. There was there were several years ago when no one talked about what they dreamed of doing because no one thought that they could dream. Well, now there's this movement of dreams. Um, I have a dream to do this. And, you know, I am a dreamer by nature, so I'm definitely not coming down on the dreamers. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people I can look at something and I can see something totally different in 10 years. I'm a visionary by nature. I always think bigger than autumn. Um, I think of the impossible. And so stories like the Christmas story really get to me that the impossible is actually possible. Um, But we have secularized our Christian dreams. And I was really convicted by this. Um, You know, I, I actually write this in my book, the book Appointed, which was published in 2014. But me personally, uh, a few weeks ago, um, I was reminded of this talk track that we as Christians do. I have this dream and God, um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to come in on my dream. And if you could help me out, that would be good. But we are going towards this dream that we have the best thing that we can conceive of the thing that is makes us tick the thing that we can't wait to do or we want to do. Um, And we sort of invite God in. And I really feel like this is sort of Satan getting into our minds. I have this dream, God. I, 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 I have this dream. And God, I'd like you to help me with my dream. And our, our talk track should not be, I have this dream and I am a dreamer and I this. You see how self-focused that is? I, 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 it's almost gross to say it repeatedly. Our talk track needs to change to this. God, as creator God, when you created me, you created me with purpose and vision for my life. And be gracious to me, God. Would you allow me to join in your story? Now, we want God to be invited into our story, um, you know, because that is the uh, that, of course, is the, um, you know, spiritual thing to do. I have a dream and God's going to help me do it. Really? How about God's got a dream and how about you help him do it? I don't mean to sound mean. But we got to change the way we talk. If, if we really believe that God is here only to help us, we've got it so screwed up. We are here to help the gospel. And we graciously are used to help further God's dream. He's not here to help us. We are here to help him. And I really, um, I, I know, I know on this Christmas day, uh, you know, this is going to help some with their perspectives, um, today. If we can shift our thinking to that, it'll humble us. It will, um, really check our hearts. It will, uh, purify us to why we are actually going after these things. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read uh, from the Christmas story. Cause of course you've got to read from the Christmas story now in the sixth month, Luke 1, 26. 
The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a city to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of statement this was. Let me stop you right here for a second. Um, Gabriel came into Mary, and I, I'm just going to kind of chop this up and get get to my main point, which is it's about God's dream, people. You you attach yourself to him. He ain't not going to attach himself to you. Um, the Gabriel comes in and he says, "Greetings, highly favored one." Highly favored one. And Mary was perplexed. I love the fact that Mary was perplexed. In our world today, we all want favor. We all want to be the one that's sitting, you know, by the leader or be the leader. We all want to be the one that is kind of, you know, people are talking about and, you know, we've got the this and we've got the that. But Get, uh, Mary showed her humility just by this statement, just by her reaction. She didn't even say anything. She was perplexed. What? How, what kind of greeting is this? Uh, she was thinking um, uh, when he said, uh, greetings, highly fair, when the Lord is with you, it threw her for a loop. She did not step in and say, I am highly favored, Gabriel, don't you know? She was perplexed. Uh, even her reaction showed her true humility in this world where we all want favor. We all want to followers. We all want um, the fanfare. We all want a line of people following us. And, you know, uh, that's a lot of times attached to our dreams. This is what our response should be when God says that we are highly favored. We should be perplexed at the thought that God himself would eat in his holiness, would even look down to us and favor us. Now, it's something that we absolutely can assume. God's word says that um, you know, we, we are a, a chosen generation, a, a, a royal priesthood, but our response should not always be to assume that we are awesome. Now, take this for, for, um, for what it's worth for those of you that this is speaking to. She was perplexed, which showed her humility. She didn't agree with Gabriel. Oh, yes, you're right. I am highly favored. Absolutely. Now, there's nothing wrong with um, saying that if your heart is right, I guess. But there is an element of humility in our culture that we are missing missing. And I just really stuck out to me. I just thought it was really, really, um, really beautiful, really beautiful. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name his name, Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Now, receiving this information would be a lot to take in, I think, for anyone. I can just, first of all, you're staring at an angel. Second of all, you learn that you're highly favored. Third of all, you learn that this guy is telling you information that you could never have dreamt for yourself. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Verse 34. Since I am still a virgin, the, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month. She, it was a miracle that uh, she had conceived a son for he sets up the point. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to your word. Now, let's just get back to dreams here for a second. I'm sure Mary dreamed. I'm sure that she had some some dreaming sessions. Um, you know, I uh, back in that time, having a child was the dream. OK, she was uh, she was already engaged to uh, to Joseph. So I'm sure they had had, you know, think back to when you were with your um, when you were engaged to your spouse dreaming. I remember my, my when I was engaged to my husband, you know, we would talk. I would say this is so crazy. I can't even believe I said this. I would say I want four kids and he would say I want two. And I, we would say, OK, well, we'll meet in the middle and have three. Little did God know that he was going to answer the desire of my heart, and not his. <laughs> But don't tell them that. Uh, but we would sit and we would dream. And I remember praying when I was in high school, you know, I want my my baby and my my children um, that I bore uh, to have blonde hair and blue eyes. Both of my bio- biological children have blonde hair and blue eyes. And then I wanted a child that was not of our race. Um, and I would dream of that child. I did not know there would be two children, but uh, Moses and Haven, both of them are every part of, of a dream that I didn't know God could do uh, because it was birthed in me through the Holy Spirit. You see where I'm going here. Um, but here, Mary, I'm sure that she was dreaming, man, I just want to have babies. I'm sure her prayers were something like, Lord, make my womb fruitful, because that's the kind of thing that they prayed back in the day. I'm sure uh, there were moments with Joseph that they thought about what their children would look like. That was her dream. Her dream. Her dream. And maybe even, you know, I'm adding this this is not in scripture, but as I'm sitting here thinking myself, you know, maybe um, God sort of heard these dreams. And, and her dreams align, aligned with God's dream, which was to deliver the Christ child through her. They intersected in the most beautiful moment. And she was no doubt caught off guard. Now, Mary could have accomplished her dream if she would have gotten married. She got married. And, and, and the Bible does say she uh, Jesus definitely had uh, brothers and sisters. Um, so she would have accomplished her dream. It, it definitely would have happened. But I am... 100% positive when she responds to the angel and says, how can this be since I am still a virgin that she never dreamed about getting pregnant while she was a virgin via the Holy Spirit. I am confident she never asked that. Why? Because it was not in her thought process. God's way was higher than hers, was uh, way higher than hers, was holier than hers. And he knew what he could do. He could take her dream and he could pump some steroids in it and give her really um, a chance to mother his son. She would have never dreamed that for herself. 
So you see what I'm saying? We have dreams that we can meet and we ask God to, hey, God, can you sort of help us get pregnant or can you help us with this? And um, Lord, come in my dream. But when you look at God's plan and when you ask him humbly to be uh, invited into his dream, the impossible will happen. How can this be since I am still a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for this reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Do you see what I'm saying? We just need to switch our perspective here. If you want what you can conceive in your mind, you can achieve it through hard work. But if you want what the Holy Spirit can conceive in your mind. You have to have God to help you accomplish it. Broaden your horizon as we face 2017 today. Broaden it. I love also that this passage talks about the Holy Spirit conceiving in her. And I know this has been preached, but I just, I feel very led to talk about it today. The Holy Spirit, yes, he can he conceived the Christ child in Mary. But the Holy Spirit that we have access to via the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ also still conceives things in us today. And I wonder, you know, they, they go through a process, you know, everything that is conceived of the Holy Spirit in us, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. When the Holy Spirit conceives us in us, it is a part of God's plan for us. And if it is of the Holy Spirit, we have to have God to help us achieve it. I believe that there are some people listening today that you do have, you're not, you're not about your dreams. There's some people that are about their dreams and they need to change their perspective. But some of you are listening today and you're saying, listen, Autumn, I am about God's plan and I do just humbly want to be invited to it. And um, I know that he, he has a vision and a purpose for my life. And I, and I feel his hand on me and, and he has birthed something in me, has conceived something in me via the Holy Spirit. And you're struggling with the fact of how can this be? Just like Mary said, how can this be? You're a virgin or maybe you're not a virgin. I don't know if you are or not, but I don't have any money. How can this be? I don't, I am, maybe I'm barren. How can this be? But the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He's rested in your mind and he's told you this is going to happen. Understand that the same Holy Spirit that is conceived something of God in you, you will need God to produce through you. If it's something of God, you have to have God. So I, I, I want to encourage those of you that are listening. They're saying, listen, I do have something of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, I am saying I am perplexed. I don't highly favored. What is that? I don't even care about that. I'm freaking out over here. How can this be is what you keep telling God. Understand if it was birth of the Holy Spirit, how can this be includes God, not you. 
So release whatever that is that was conceived in you via the Holy Spirit and ask God to bring it about. Moving right along for nothing will be impossible with God. I love that we serve a God of uh, impossibility today. I can almost just take a deep breath and say, thank you, God, for being able to do what I can't. Who would have thought that Jesus would have come this way? Um, Definitely no one. The last thing I want to talk about is when, when, um, when the angel said, for nothing will be impossible with God, Mary said, behold, the bond servant of the Lord. May it be done according to your word. And as soon as she was submissive, the angel departed from her. I want to talk about this bond servant. Now, we have a lot of entitlement going on in our communities today. We see it. We don't just see it in the millennials, okay? God bless the millennials. We do see it in the millennials. I think they're more courageous about saying it. Okay, can I just be blunt? If you have a millennial child, um, they grew up in a totally different culture. But uh, entitlement (laughs) happened uh, way back uh, from the scene of Satan and God in heaven when Satan felt like he was entitled to the angels. Okay, so this is not something that that just sprung on us with the millennials. God bless millennials. Millennials, yes, they they are more courageous about being entitled, but it's in all of us, guys. So when you say entitled, let's let's sort of divorce millennials from that term. Uh, anyway, her response was, "Behold, the bond slave of the Lord." Now back to this entitlement thing. There is a lot of us, and this is just you know, it's just sin nature. It's just flesh that feel like we should be a position that feel like we should have influence that even actually when we get influence, we feel better about ourselves. Now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with promotion. I think it's incredible to those that have worked very hard for it. I have seen many, many people work their tails off for years and years and years and years. And they have earned these promotions. They have earned these titles, but you see those people that have worked that have earned, they're not really prideful. A lot of them aren't really prideful about it because they know the hustle it took to get there. Okay. Um, so I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to the people that feel like they need a position in order to even be significant at all. Um, we were watching, uh, national lampoons and we watch it every year and you know, I don't like 100%. I mean, there's there's definitely places in there I that I don't like. But I, I, I think it is so relevant um, when they're talking about uh, Cousin Eddie. I feel like we all have a Cousin Eddie. My husband's actually named Eddie. So he is Cousin Eddie, which is really, really funny. We call him Cousin Eddie, even though he's nothing like Cousin Eddie in National Lampoons. But, you know, one of the things that uh, the wife says uh, is uh, Cousin Eddie. Eddie is an employed because he is holding out for a management position. And I laugh. That's probably to me 
the funniest part in that entire um, movie. He's holding out for management positions because how many of us feel so entitled and we we will would not dare to degrade ourselves to something lower than a management position and how dare we actually work our way up into a management position? No, we've got to stop at the start at the top. Um, and, and this is what I came to when I thought about this verse. Mary said... Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. She did not say, behold, the Mary, the mother of Jesus, the one that will be, uh, you know, glorified for generations and will be looked at in honor. She did not assume, even though she was given the position, she did not assume this proud, gross entitled. She did not assume the title, even though she had the title. And I think we need to get back to this way of looking at things, guys. Behold, Gabriel, behold, Lord, bond slave of the Lord. May it be done according to your word. She didn't say now, Jesus, she didn't ask him a bunch of questions. I love this. But she just simply said, may it be done according to your word, not according to what I want to do, because here I am engaged and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. And here, you know, there, I have a lot of questions, no doubt. She was very simple. I am your bond slave. I will do exactly what you want me to do. If that's being humiliated, if that's being persecuted, if that's being questioned, I, I, I literally at that point, you know, she, she was um, having to sort of sacrifice a relationship to Joseph because that was a no, no back in those days, pregnant and engaged and not married. Um, you know, she literally sacrificed everything and said, I am your bond slave. We need this to become our mentality. Behold, Lord, I'm your bond slave. May it be exactly according to your word. Nothing more, nothing less, exactly. I really feel like we need to get back to that. You see, you see the difference here. Mary had a dream of having a kid, no doubt. And when God invited her into his dream she carried to Christ child. So I want to change our perspective this Christmas. I hope this helped you today. I know it did. I feel the Holy Spirit in the studio. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you and to your family. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.